Round two, welcome back everybody to the Center of College Football. I'm your host, Jeffrey Calhoun, recording as always from the Center of College Football, Lincoln, Nebraska, and we have our second schedule drop in the Big Ten. Again, these are going to be shorter episodes, or not shorter episodes, but I'm not going to cover every team as much as I would in a regular reviews and previews, and we're going to change this episode up a little bit from how I did with the Pac-12 episode. In the Pac-12 episode, I did predictions by reading through every team's schedule. This one, what we're going to do is go week by week in the Big Ten. So make my predictions for week one, two, three, etc. because I noticed that covering every game twice, I was really repetitive in what I said. So we're going to do it this way and continue that for the ACC. And since the ACC dropped their schedule, that episode should be coming out soon. So yeah, um, again, since this is reviews and previews, I'm going to do a quick overview of every team from the Big Ten from last year, starting in the Big Ten West, going from worst to best. Starting off with the Northwestern Wildcats. Northwestern had a very, very, very good 2018 season going 9-5, and five, making the Big Ten Championship, which I don't think anyone saw coming. Only had one conference loss regular season to Michigan. Uh, lost the Big Ten Championship and then finished out with a Holiday Bowl win. Uh, people didn't think they were going to be amazing ne- uh, in 2019, but they thought they'd be able to string together a decent season, and that didn't happen. Uh, they only went 3-9 and nine and only had one conference win. They beat UMass, UNLV, and then upset... Illinois on the road, which was a big way to close out the season for them. They have a lot of returning production coming back. They have Peyton Ramsey transferring in from Indiana. So we'll see how they do uh, this upcoming season. Then in sixth place, yeah, sixth place was the Nebraska Cornhuskers. This was the preseason pick to win the Big Ten West, and they finished second to last. They did improve a little bit from the year before, going from four and eight to five and seven. They only beat South Alabama, Northern Illinois, Illinois, Northwestern, and Maryland, and had losses to really teams they shouldn't have lost to. Uh, got blown out by Ohio State on game day. Lost in overtime to Colorado. Lost some really winnable games in there, which was a bummer for this team. But they have some very, very, very high returning production. They are the second highest on returning production on the offense in the nation so you know quarterback they have a loaded quarterback room with logan smothers and luke mccaffrey and even adrian martinez despite the fact that if you listen to this show at all you know that i don't like martinez very much because of his 2019 performance but i think this team has a chance to put together a decent season this year then in fifth place was the purdue boiler boiler makers <laughs> They should have been better, but injury to Rondale Moore, their star wide receiver, in week five in the fourth game against Minnesota, as well as their quarterback, really kind of derailed their season. They only had four wins against Vanderbilt, Maryland, Nebraska, and Northwestern. Uh, Really made it a bad season for them. David Bell, their wide receiver, really kind of carried them. And I'd say they were going, they're going to have a good 2020 season. I think they'll be better uh, with David Blau and David Bell coming back. But A, with having less games, it's going to not reflect as much in their schedule, I don't think. And B, uh, the choice of Rondale Moore to opt out. He was arguably the best wide receiver in the Big Ten and undisputably top five. So a huge bummer for them, but we'll see how they do. Then in the fourth place spot in the Big Ten West was the... Illinois fighting Illini 
this team has always kind of been the token conference win. Like, do doesn't matter how bad you are, you're going to beat them. And it looked like it was going to be that way up until October 19th. They started out 2-4. and four. Their only wins were against Akron, who finished winless, and UConn, who finished with, like, two wins. Lost to Eastern Michigan, then Nebraska, then Minnesota, then Michigan. Then they had a home showdown against Wisconsin. And Wisconsin was looking ahead to Ohio State the following week. And Illinois managed to pull off a boomer of an upset against an undefeated, I believe, fifth or sixth ranked at the time, Wisconsin team. And that really energized their season. They went on the road, uh, stomped a mud hole and walked it dry in Purdue, took out Rutgers pretty soundly, and then went on the road, came back from a 28-3 to de deficit, and upset Michigan State. Uh, they were 6-4. and four. Season kind of fell apart after that, lost to Iowa on the road, then got upset pretty bad by Northwestern, and lost the Red Box Bowl. But 6-7 and seven for this team is really good. Then, in third place was the Iowa Hawkeyes. This is a historically just very solid team. They constantly hit 9 or 10 wins, and they were really close to the Big Ten Championship. They upset Minnesota, and they were a two-point conversion away from tying a game with Wisconsin that if they won, they would have made the Big Ten Championship. And I think we need to remember that. You know, They finished 10-3. and three. Their only losses were very good teams against Michigan, who finished 9-4, and four, Penn State, who finished 11-2, and two, and Wisconsin, who finished 10-4. and four. These were good teams that they lost to, and they put together really good wins as well. As I said, they beat Minnesota, who finished in the top 10. They, fin they beat USC, who was ranked at the top 25. And they knocked out an Iowa State team, who basically every loss was like by 7 points or less. And the only problem is, for next year, they do lose a lot. They lose um, Nate Stanley. They lose Tristan Wirfs. And they don't really have the locker room. There's been a lot of racism going on in the locker room that's been addressed this 2020 off, or yeah, this 2020 off season. And so th that's the worst thing. It doesn't matter how good your players are. The most important thing is having the locker room. So frankly, I'm not that high on this team. And you're going to see that in my predictions, but I don't think this team's going to be very good this year. Uh, second place finisher was the Minnesota Golden Gophers. This was the Cinderella story of the year. Minnesota had always been okay. Uh, they finished, you know, seven and six in 2018. They finished five and seven in 2017. They were, you know, 2016. They finished nine and four. They were always okay, but this was a year unlike any other. Uh, they just slowly got better. You know, they had slow starts against all three other non-conference games and Purdue and just kind of sneaking pie sneaking by wins. Uh, then they beat Illinois, Nebraska, Rutgers, and Maryland all very, very soundly, had a bye week, and the college football playoff rankings came out. They were sitting at eight and oh and were ranked seventeenth. While Penn State, the team they were about to play, was also ranked eight and oh and was also eight and and was ranked number four. They they had a chip on their shoulder. They let Penn State into the stadium and knocked them down. They didn't trail for a second, and they beat Penn State. First, they get 9-0, and and then it started to fall apart a little bit. They went on the road after an emotional win, lost to Iowa, beat Northwestern, and then lost at home to Wisconsin by 21 points. That lost them the Big Ten Championship bid, but that didn't let them 
that didn't it didn't let them i don't know how to talk today i apologize i love big 10 football and i'm very excited right now it didn't stop them they had an outback bowl meeting against an auburn team that was fresh off a win over alabama and beat them 31 24 they finished 11 and 2 finished in the top 10 and have a lot of promising players coming back they have tanner morgan back at quarterback they do lose um antoine winfield their star defensive back as well as um i apologize rashad bateman is gone they do have Ottman Bell returning and P.J. Fleck at coach, so I think they're going to be able to put together a very good season. Their schedule is pretty light, so we'll have to wait and see what happens. And then the Big Ten West champion, as basically always was Wisconsin, went 10-4. and Their only losses regular season were to Illinois, and then a road matchup against an amazing Ohio State team. Then they, in the Big Ten championship game, despite leading 21 nothing at i'm sorry i think it was 21 7 at halftime let them roar back and win 34 21 that kind of just demoralized them they went and played a tough rose bowl game but ultimately came up short by one point against oregon but they do have a good bit coming back they do lose uh zach bond but they do have jack cone and a lot they do have quite a few great players coming back paul christ is a phenomenal coach and Wisconsin is always a very good team. Yes, they had that bump back in 2018 where they only finished 8-5. and five, But, you know, that's going to happen sometimes. So I think they're going to come back and have just a very good year. Plus, their schedule is the easiest thing I've ever seen. It is just, it, it's, it's, it's just, it's grossly easy. Now moving over to the Big Ten East. This, this went about as well as everyone should have expected it to go. The order was pretty similar to what everyone saw coming. Rutgers was at the bottom, finished 2-10, beating only UMass and Liberty, who actually turned out to be a pretty good team. But they lost every single conference game, including against terrible teams like Maryland and... I don't want to say Illinois because they weren't that bad, but they were a bad team. They do have Greg Schiano coming back, as well as Noah Vedral coming in at quarterback, transferring from Nebraska. I don't think they're going to be great next year, mainly because it's conference only, and that is not fun for a team that is that bad. But I think in a couple of years, they'll be able to be able to be an okay team. Then in sixth place was a Maryland team who looked really, really good. They put up 79 unanswered points against Howard in week one, uh, stomped a, just, just murdered, just murdered Syracuse, a ranked Syracuse team by 43 points. And then they stopped trying completely. They lost to Temple, got shut out by Penn State, and then they beat Rutgers pretty soundly. They were sitting at 3-2. and two. Looked like, hey, maybe we can salvage this season. Then they lost seven straight games. Yes, they lost seven straight games, including a home game to Nebraska that they lost by 47 points. 47 points to a 4-16. 47 points. That is 47 points. That is insane. Uh, they do have Tolua Tungavaloa coming in at quarterback. It was just announced actually like an hour ago as I'm recording this that he will be granted immediate eligibility. And they do have a good recruiting class, but this is a team that's never really been able to do great things with recruiting great recruiting classes. So we'll have to see what happens again. Same deal as Rutgers. I don't think they're going to be great, mainly just because of conference only. 
so we'll have to see what happens. Then in fifth place, this team was expected a third or fourth place bit or finish, but were a little lower. Was Michigan State? They finished seven and six, six and six regular season. Got upset by Arizona State again. Lost to Ohio State, Wisconsin, Penn State, Illinois, as we discussed before, and blown out by Michigan. But they finished strong with three straight wins against Rutgers, Maryland, and a new era pinstripe bowl win against Wake Forest. But I don't see this team being, frankly, I see this team being awful next year. They lose their longtime head coach, Mark D'Antonio. They lose Brian Lewerke at quarterback. And basically their entire defense is gone. And the coach they have coming in, Mel Tucker, is okay. I mean, he led Colorado to a 5-7 and seven season. And Michigan State has been ever since that 2015 college football playoff season has been getting worse every year. They went 12-2 and two outside of that 2016 season. But in 2015, they went 12-2. and two. Then they had that bump season in 2016 where they went 3-9. and nine. But then they went 10-3 in 2017, 7-6, and 7-5 and five regular season in 2018, and then 7-6, and 6-6 six, six and six regular season in 2019. They've been getting progressively worse. I see a major, major drop-off this year. Um, next up in the fourth place finish was Indiana. This was a solid team. They were a lot, I don't want to say a lot worse than the record shows, but they didn't beat a single team that was bull eligible. The best team they beat was Nebraska. They lost to Michigan, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State, and their bowl game to Tennessee, where they let a major league completely slip away from them and ended up losing by one point so good for them but i think that they're going to be a decent sneaky good team next year they again have michael Penix coming back at quarterback and have a very good coach in tom allen so we'll have to see how they do uh and having conference only does hurt a little bit and that first half of the schedule next year is just brutal in the first five weeks or I'm sorry, six weeks, they play Minnesota, Ohio State, Penn State, and Wisconsin. So that is fun for them. Moving on to the third place finisher. This was the projected number one finishing team for the Big Ten, but Ohio State had other plans. Uh, Michigan finished third in the conference, or I'm sorry, third in the division, with going nine and four, but they were all the really good teams. They lost to Wisconsin, Penn State, and Ohio State, as well as an Alabama loss in the Citrus Bowl. But I don't want to say he completely put it to rest, but Tom, or I'm sorry, not Tom, Jim Harbaugh <laughs> managed to actually beat a really good team this year. And pretty soundly, after a dropped pass to lose the Penn State game, they put up 45 points on Notre Dame. So he managed to beat a ranked team, a top 10 team, and pretty dang soundly. So really good job on Michigan's part. I don't think they lose quite a bit, but I don't think they're going to be horrible next year because they're always just a decent team. So let's see how they do next year. I, I hope they do well. Uh, moving on to the second place finisher is Penn State. Penn State did about as well as I expected them to do. They went nine and four. No, yes, nine and four in 2018 and improved on that, uh, going 11 and two the following year, last year. Only two losses to a very, very good Minnesota team, as well as Ohio State, who went to the college football playoff. And uh, they have a lot coming back next year. They have Sean Clifford at quarterback, 
as well as Pat Fryermuth at tight end. They do have two big losses with wide receiver KJ Hamler, as well as linebacker Micah Parsons deciding to opt out, which is a big, big hit to their defense. He was arguably one of the best linebackers in the nation. So hopefully they can still string together a decent season. I think outside of Ohio State, they're still head and shoulders above almost everyone in the Big Ten. So I still think they're going to have a good season next year. And finally, the Big Ten champion, Ohio State, expected to have a down year after losing Dwayne Haskins at quarterback and Urban Meyer as their head coach. But Ryan Day stepped in and just took off. Uh, went 13-0 regular season and lost in the Fiesta Bowl playoff game to the Clemson Tigers by six. That they, there were some shaky calls in that game. They, they, you can argue if they were supposed to win or not. But sadly, they got knocked out after Ryan Day started his head coaching career going 16-0. And, I mean, look, their only loss was by six to Clemson. This is, I, I frankly think that Ryan Day, before the decade is out, will put together the best season Ohio State's ever seen. So, with that, we'll go ahead and jump into the predictions for next season. So, week one of the Big Ten season starts on September 3rd, that's a Thursday, with Ohio State at Illinois. Illinois, yes, I think is going to be a very good team, or not a very good team, but a, a decent enough team next year. But Ohio State, again, is just head and shoulders above everyone. So I think Ohio State has enough to go on the road and beat them there. I was thinking that it could be a possible upset with the old schedule being sandwiched right between Penn State and Michigan. But now I don't see that. Uh, then the following Friday, September 4th, is Indiana at Wisconsin. Look... Wisconsin is just too good. Paul Christ is too great of a head coach. Their worst season, I think under him, was 8-5. and five. It's in Wisconsin. That's a win for Wisconsin for me. Then is Maryland at Iowa. These are two teams that I think are not going to be great this year. Iowa loses a lot, and Maryland is Maryland. But this is one of those 50-50 games for me, frankly. So I'm going to give it to the home team in the Iowa Hawkeyes. Then Minnesota at Michigan State. As I said, Michigan State loses so... It, it's insane how much this team loses. I believe they're in, they're in at least the bottom four of returning production in the Big Ten. Yeah, they're second to last. They're 117th in the nation, while Minnesota's 86th. They're about middle of the pack. But Minnesota had a much better season, so I think Minnesota is able to go on the road and beat Michigan State. Then is Nebraska at Rutgers. Okay, first off, Rutgers is Rutgers. We know this Rutgers is bad. Second, New Jersey isn't going to have any fans this year, so it's basically going to be a neutral site game. And Rutgers is Rutgers. So I think Nebraska is going to murder them. Uh, then is Northwestern at Penn State. I think Northwestern is going to be better than they were last year, but it's still going to take time to get up to where they were. And even that 9-5 Northwestern team would not be able to take out Penn State. Penn State has just too explosive of a team overall. James Franklin's too good of a coach. It's at Beaver Stadium, so there's that. Um, but I think Penn State's ultimately going to get the win. Then, personally, my game of the week, Purdue at Michigan. 
These are two explosive offenses. Michigan's trying to get themselves back to uh, relevance. Purdue's trying to get back to mediocrity. But first off, you lose Rondale Moore, and you're still trying to figure out all the injuries. Uh, Purdue's they they were got really unlucky because they don't have they don't have a tune up game they didn't when the original schedule came out and they don't now so I think Michigan is easily going to be able to roll in this game and take out Purdue then week two you have Illinois at Nebraska Nebraska's kind of owned Illinois the past few years their offense is going to be very good this year plus it's in Memorial Stadium and I think that. No matter what happens, the fans are going to figure out a way to just be rocking. Uh, Memorial Stadium is a tough place to play, so I give the Huskers a win here. Then you have Iowa at Purdue. Again, this is another 50-50 game, and I think Purdue is going to be much better, so I give them the win here. Then is Michigan at Minnesota. This was supposed to be a later season game, so it was going to be much more exciting, but now we have it week two. Um, these are... This, this is going to be Minnesota's Penn State game from last year. If they want to have a good season, they got to win this game. And I think they will. Michigan, they lose Shea Patterson. They really, I believe, do they have Donovan? I can't remember if Peoples Jones is coming back. But they do, they just lose so much. They lose their center season, Ruiz. I mean, I believe they're like, they're 125th in the nation in returning production. They are... Let me see. Sorry, hold on. They are 49th on defense. Or I'm sorry, they are 110th. They have 49% of their defense coming back. They are 110th and 119th on offense. They lose a lot. And again, Minnesota's 86th and 13th on offensive return returning production. 13th. It's their defense where they lose so much. But it was really their offense that made them so good last year. So I think... Minnesota's going to be able to win this game pretty easily. Then, Wisconsin at Minnesota. Watch out for an upset here. I don't, I'm not saying they're going to upset them. I think Wisconsin's going to win. But, this is right before a road matchup against Nebraska, who played them actually pretty close last year. And Northwestern was pretty close to knocking out Wisconsin as well. They only lost by 11. And that was on the road. So, be careful. I think Northwestern's going to lose, but just watch out is going to be a closer game than most people expect. Then Penn State at Indiana. This was a game that I originally had Indiana winning just because I believe this was going to be in between Michigan and Ohio State for Penn State, but now they really don't have that around them because it's between... What's it between? It's between Michigan and... Northwestern. So, yeah. It's not going to be as much of a trap game. So I think Penn State's offense with Clifford and Fryermuth are going to be enough to take out Indiana. Then Michigan State at Maryland. As I said, Michigan State loses basically everything. And Maryland almost beat them last year in East Lansing when Michigan State was much better. So I think Maryland's actually going to pull off an upset here. Later down the season, it's not going to look like an upset, but right here, it's going to be. Then, Rutgers at Ohio State. I'm not even going to explain this one. Then, you move on to week three. You have Illinois at Indiana. Indiana, look, the first half of the season, they're going to be a lot better than their record shows. Because, again, they have Minnesota, Wisconsin, 
Ohio State and Penn State, probably the four best teams in the Big Ten in the first five weeks of the season. So I think this is their one little break, and they beat Illinois here. Then Iowa at Minnesota. First off, Minnesota's going to be way better than Iowa this year, and they're going to be pissed off because they lost to Iowa last year. So I think that's going to be an easy game. And you have Wisconsin at Nebraska. This is another game that I think could be an upset, mainly just because Nebraska is going to be mad that they lost last year, be trying to get better. Wisconsin may be looking ahead a little bit to Minnesota, but I still think Wisconsin's going to win here, mainly because, A, I don't see enough factors for it to be a big upset. Nebraska is going to be 2-0 and at this point, so I guess, I mean, yes, undefeated, but, like, it's not that impressive. And Wisconsin's just had Nebraska's number for so many years. The one time Nebraska beat Wisconsin was in 2012, and then Wisconsin was just like, hey, we're going to, like, basically go to the Big Ten Championship, even though we're not supposed to be here, and then put up 70 on you. So... Wisconsin just owns Nebraska, so I think Wisconsin wins this. Then Northwestern at Michigan State. Northwestern, th this is the cross-divisional rivalry every year, and I think Northwestern's going to be able to, with that amount of returning production coming back, I believe they're, what are they, they're 18th in the nation on returning production? No, they're, no, they're first in the nation on returning production. I'm sorry, they have more returning production than anyone in the nation. So... There's that. Um, I'm aware it's in East Lansing, but I think they're going to have enough to be able to take down Michigan State here. Then Ohio State at Purdue. If you're an Ohio State fan, you're probably having flashbacks right now. It's okay. Calm down. You're okay. You're okay. Rondell Moore's gone. He can't hurt you anymore. He's gone. He's gone. He can't hurt you anymore. He's gone. Um, no, but I mean, as much as I joke about it, Rondell Moore is gone. That's going to be a big hit anyway, and the last time they played each other was the 49-20 game. I think Ohio State isn't going to look over this game, and they're going to put up probably the same score as last time, except it's going to be inverted. So, then there's Rutgers at Maryland. These are two very bad teams. It's at Maryland. I'm going to give it to Maryland because they're the home team. So Then Penn State at Michigan. This is going to be a fun game. And yes, I'm aware Michigan has the home field advantage, but I still think that Penn State is going to be a lot, a lot better than Michigan. I mean, you know, their Penn State is 47th on returning production. Michigan's 125. Yeah, so I give Penn State a road win here. And then we move on to week four. You have Purdue at Illinois. This actually, I think, will be kind of a shootout game. Uh, a game that kind of goes under the radar, but it's going to be fun. Uh, Illinois went on the road and knocked out Purdue pretty soundly last year, and I think they're going to do it again. Lovey Smith's a good coach, and Purdue is going to be coming off that very kind of depressing loss to Ohio State. So yeah, then Nebraska at Iowa. Look, Nebraska has been waiting to get a win over Iowa for like, I think the last time we beat them was like 2014. Maybe maybe it's been longer. So, Iowa's going to be down this year. Yeah, it's it's going to be ugly for the Hawkeyes. I'm sorry. <laughs> then Minnesota at Wisconsin. The de facto Big Ten West Championship is going to be played really early in the season. Wisconsin. What's the word? Dismantled? Mauled? Murdered? Slaughtered? You can use any word to describe that Minnesota game last year. 
Plus, it's at home. Yeah, Wisconsin, you basically won the Big Ten West in this game. Maryland at Northwestern. Maryland's going to be sitting at 2-1. and one. Northwestern will be sitting at 1-2. and two. These records do not reflect how good these teams are because Maryland's two wins are against the two worst teams in the conference. And Northwestern has lost to Wisconsin and Penn State. So there's that. Northwestern's got it at home. Yeah, Northwestern's going to win this game. Then Indiana at Ohio State. This could be fun. This could be fun. But, again, Ohio State is still Ohio State, so I give them the win here. Then Michigan at Rutgers. Still not going to explain this one. Michigan State at Penn State. Remember when they upset Penn State like two years ago? That's not going to happen again. Penn State by like 40. <laughs> Week 5, Northwestern at Iowa. As Okay, as much as I say that... How do I say this? Iowa's going to be bad, but I feel like the Big Ten West is split completely into two different sections. It's going to be obvious. The three really good teams, per, or Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and then everybody else. And I think Iowa having this home field advantage gives them a little bit of a push to beat Northwestern here. Then you have Minnesota at Nebraska. This is an upset alert. I personally don't see it happening. Mainly because Nebraska has Ohio State the next week, so they're going to be looking ahead a little bit. But it's in Memorial Stadium. You're going to be coming off an emotional loss to Wisconsin. I think Minnesota wins here, but again, be careful. This is going to be a very close game. Either way, Nebraska could pull off an upset here. Then Wisconsin at Maryland. It's Wisconsin. It's Maryland. Wisconsin by like 70. Michigan State at Michigan. Rivalry game. It's not going to look like that. It's at Michigan. Michigan put up like 49 points against them last year. They're going to do it again. I mean, Michigan State doesn't have anything. It, it's sad, and it, it really is depressing because this is a team that was just on top of the world a few years ago. I mean, the first half of this decade, they were making New Year's Six Bowls every year, and I think Alabama just kind of broke them. Um, then you have Penn State at Rutgers. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, there's four teams that are, are on a bye this week, Illinois, Purdue, Indiana, and Ohio State. Then week six, you got some more evenly matched games here, I think. Uh, first, you have Iowa at Illinois. Illinois had a bye week to prepare. It's at home. It's going to be a close game, but I think Illinois manages to get it done at home. Then you have Indiana at Minnesota. I know the record shows one and three, Indiana and 4-1 and Minnesota, but I still think this is going to be a much closer game than people expect. Indiana's had a bye week to prep, and this is going to be a game where Minnesota just barely squeaks by, I think. They've done it in the past, and I think they win, but it's not going to be a pretty one. Then Nebraska at Ohio State. Yeah, you saw what they did last year at Memorial Stadium. It's in the shoe this year. Yeah, uh, I mean, Ohio State, you know, they, they literally have everyone. They have Sean Wade, Justin Fields, Julian Fleming, everyone. Everyone is there. Chris Olave, just every good player is on Ohio State. There's no other good players. They're all on Ohio State. Ohio State's going to win this one soundly. Then Purdue at Wisconsin. This was a closer game than most expected last year, but it's at Wisconsin. Purdue's going to be tired uh, without Rondell Moore. So 
I still think Wisconsin's going to win pretty soundly. A lot of teams have a bye this week. Northwestern, Maryland, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and Rutgers are all on byes. Then we move to week seven. Ohio State at Michigan State. I'm sorry, Spartan fans. I really hate doing this. Like, I really do. But this is just, this is brutal for you guys. I'm sorry. I think Ohio State's going to roll over you here. Then Rutgers at Purdue. This may actually be a decent game. I mean, Purdue has a very bad record at this point. Rutgers hasn't won a game. And if they lose this game, they're out of bowl eligibility. So they might be able to pull off an upset here. This could be a big road upset. So be careful. But I still think Purdue is going to be good enough to get the job done here. Then you have Michigan and Indiana. Okay, this is a game I'm excited for. And here's why. Okay. You, you look at the schedules. Indiana sitting at 1-4. and four, But again, their losses. Wisconsin, Minnesota, Ohio State, and Penn State. These are all teams that are going to finish with no more than two losses, in my opinion. The following week, Michigan goes on the road to play Ohio State. Indiana has played all of these really good teams very close to the last few years. And Indiana sitting at 1-4. and four, But they're way better than the record shows. I think that Indiana manages to pull off a massive upset over Michigan. I think it's been, what, 24 years since they've beaten Michigan? That streak ends this year. Just watch. Take my word. This is going to be one of the biggest upsets in the Big Ten this year. Then you have Maryland at Penn State. Penn State went on the road and put up 59 on them. It's going to happen again. You're in Beaver Stadium this year. Like, I'm sorry. I really hate to do this, but, like, it's going to happen. Then you have Illinois at Northwestern. This is going to be a fun game. It's in... This is a 50-50 game for me. I think Illinois is going to be mad because of their loss last year. But the home field advantage is a little much for me. So I give Northwestern a little bit of leeway here. It's not going to be as big of a beatdown as it was last year. But I give Northwestern the win. Four teams are on by Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Wisconsin. Then you have week eight. Illinois sitting at two and four, going on the road to play Wisconsin, who's um, six and oh. I've read this story before. Now, uh, Wisconsin's not going to overlook this game. Um, I mean, as much as I'd love to say Illinois pulls back-to-back -back upsets, I don't see Wisconsin overlooking this again. I mean, yes, they go on the road to play Michigan, but Michigan's not going to be as good as they were last year when they played them. So I think Wisconsin rolls pretty easily. Then Iowa at Penn State. They've played close the last few years. But I think Penn State's only getting better. Iowa's only getting worse. It's in Beaver Stadium. Give me Penn State by like 30. Then Purdue at Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. It's it's at Minnesota this year, and Minnesota's only gotten better since they played you. I mean, the, the when they played Purdue, that was their last really close game. And they just took off. So I, I think Minnesota rules here. Then Nebraska at Northwestern. This is always a fun game. This is always a super close game. It's going to be on the road at Northwestern. And this is, this is going to be a great game. Like I, I guarantee it. No matter which way this goes. But I give Nebraska the win here. Because, look, again, their, their three losses are to Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Ohio State. So they're going to be better than the record shows. Their offense is going to be rolling at this point, you know, seven games in. So I give Nebraska the win here. Then you have Maryland to Indiana. Indiana's going to be hyped up after beating Michigan. I mean, they're going to be pumped. So 
and having this game at home helps. So I think they managed to really take off from this point and put up 50-some on Maryland. Um, maybe not literally because they haven't been the highest-scoring team, but they're going to be Maryland pretty pretty soundly. Then Michigan at Ohio State. I miss this game being an actual rivalry. Like, it's been sad the past few years. Like, I, I like Michigan. They're one of my favorite teams. They really are, but it's sad to watch them at this point. Ohio State's just... It's not even a fun game to watch anymore. So... Then you have Rutgers and Michigan State, two defeated teams. Woohoo. I still think no matter how bad you get, you can't get to Rutgers level. And I think Mel Tucker gets his first win as Michigan State's head coach. Yay. Moving on to week nine uh, is Minnesota at Illinois. This is actually a game I originally had Illinois winning. Uh, with the old schedule because I believe it was right after the Wisconsin game so they would have been really bummed out after an emotional loss but now I don't see it because <clears throat> Minnesota has a bye week right after it and are coming off from playing Purdue so I think Minnesota goes on the road and takes out Illinois pretty soundly this could be a fun game but I I personally I see a blowout then you have Michigan State at Iowa this is a very 50-50 game for me two teams that lose basically everything. I know I've said that like 40 times, but home field advantage I think is a little much for me. I give Iowa the win. Then you have the second, I'm just going to say it, the second big upset of the year. Penn State, sitting at 7-0, goes on the road to play the 4-3 Nebraska Cornhuskers. Here's why I see an upset. Okay, the week after this game, Nebraska has a bye week. Penn State plays Ohio State. We see teams overlook other teams all the time. It happens constantly. It happened to Oklahoma back in 2017 when they overlooked to look at Texas and lost to Iowa State. It happened last year with Wisconsin. They overlooked Illinois and lost. And it's going to happen this year. You're going on the road to play an explosive offense the week before your biggest game of the season. I think Nebraska manages to pull off a crazy upset against the Lions in this game. Then is Northwestern at Purdue. This is going to be a close game either way, but Purdue won on the road last year, and I think they're going to be able to do it again, especially having Northwestern at home. Northwestern's kind of going to fall apart at this point. Their schedule really starts to get bad from here, so give me Northwestern. Then Wisconsin at Michigan. This hurts. I mean, this could be a potential upset just because Michigan is going to have a record that looks worse than it is. And Wisconsin is going to be undefeated. They may be a bit cocky. But I still think Wisconsin, that, that quarterback play gives a little bit of the edge. So give me the Badgers by a game that's closer than it should be. And then you have Indiana at Rutgers. Again, Piscataway is going to be empty this year. I mean, like it's been full before. But... Uh, I, I think Indiana is going to still be kind of hyped up after that win over Michigan. They're going to be rolling up the point, and they beat Rutgers pretty soundly. Then Ohio State at Maryland. Okay, look, circle this game as a potential upset alert, and here's why. This is sandwiched right between Michigan and Penn State for the Buckeyes. Maryland is going to be sitting at 2-5. and five. If they lose one more game, they will be bull ineligible. I think Talua or Talia, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm really sorry. Will have enough reps in. So be careful. I'm, I don't think it will happen, but be careful. 
watch this game. They almost did it two years ago. They were a failed two-point conversion away from beating the Buckeyes. So just, just watch out for this game. It could be fun. But I think Ohio State wins. Then week 10, you have Illinois at Rutgers. Been over this. I actually originally was thinking about putting this as a win for Rutgers when it was the beginning of the season and Rutgers was going to have fans. But now I don't see it happening. So give me Illinois. Then you have Indiana at Michigan State. Again, Indiana is going to be hyped up. Michigan State doesn't have anything to play for at this point. They're 1-7. And, and they kind of have that revenge factor. So give me Indiana in this game. Then Maryland at Michigan. Michigan, if they lose one more game, is bowl ineligible. So they're going to be like hungry for a win here. So give me the Wolverines. And then the game of the week, probably the game of the year, Ohio State sitting at 8-0 at 7-1 Penn State. This is the Big Ten. Frankly, this is the Big Ten Championship. Because whoever wins this goes to the Big Ten Championship and stops a mud hole in whoever the West champion is. This is this is how it goes every year. I think it'll be close. This is going to be a fun game, but I think Ohio State is still just too good uh, and takes out Penn State in a very, very close, hard-fought, classic matchup. Uh, there's six teams on by this week. Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Purdue, Northwestern, and Wisconsin. So basically all of the West except Illinois. Then the following week, actually every team from the East plus Illinois is on a bye. So Illinois, Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, Rutgers, Maryland, and Indiana are all aren't playing. So you have Wisconsin at Iowa, which could be fun if they manage to get the locker room back. Could be a decent game just because of revenge factor. But just the surrounding games, I don't see it happening, mainly because Wisconsin got a bye week before. So this might be interesting. I doubt it. So I give Wisconsin the win here. Then you have Northwestern at Minnesota. Minnesota beat them pretty good last year, despite being on the road. So give me Minnesota again. Then Nebraska at Purdue. Okay. It's a game I want to talk about because I originally... I originally had Purdue winning this game. I had it marked down on my sheet that Purdue was going to win this game. But the loss of Rondell Moore switches it for me because I I didn't even, frankly I didn't see this as a 50-50 game. The only reason I had Nebraska winning in the original schedule was because it was the first game of the year and they were still going to be recovering from injuries. Even if it was at home for Nebraska, I may still have had Purdue winning. But the loss of Rondell Moore is just going to be too much for them to overcome. So I give Nebraska the win here, despite going on the road. Then, week 12, the final week of the season, where there's sadly only one real rivalry game. And besides, there's honestly not that many good games this weekend, and it kind of bums me out. I mean, ending the season like this. So, Penn State at Illinois. Penn State, I think, is going to win pretty easily. I mean, it, it, the, the, this conference is basically Ohio State, then it's Penn State and Wisconsin, Minnesota, and then just everybody else. So give me Penn State by, like, a lot. Then Iowa at Ohio State. It's Ohio State. They may overlook this game, but having it at home is a big deal for them. Then Minnesota at Maryland. Depending on the time of the day. Actually, no. Wisconsin will have already clinched the... Um, Big Ten West at this point. So this could be fun because they may be just so demoralized that Maryland just upsets them here. So be careful. This is going to be a closer game than expected. 
but I think Minnesota ultimately comes out on top. Michigan State at Nebraska. Okay, it's at home for Nebraska. Nebraska is just a better team. And Nebraska's had Michigan State's number for literally ever. The year that Michigan State went to the playoffs and Nebraska was 5-7. and seven. Michigan State lost one regular season game and it was Nebraska. So, Nebraska is going to win here, like, really easily. Then you have Michigan at Northwestern. And Michigan needs to win one more game to get to bowl eligibility, and they do that here. Then Purdue at Indiana. This was supposed to be a fun game, but now it's at Indiana, and you lose Rondale Moore. As I've talked about, I still think Indiana gets a pretty easy win here. Then you have Rutgers, who, who are who are 0-9 at Wisconsin, who are 9-0. Yeah. Okay, so the Big Ten Championship for the third time in the last four years will be Ohio State versus Wisconsin, and I think Ohio State's going to win again. This is going to be a really good game, two undefeateds going at it, and basically a plan for the college football playoff, assuming that happens. So I think Ohio State does win pretty easily here. And yeah, Ohio State is your Big Ten champion, sitting at 11-0. So to review the standings, I have the Big Ten West, Northwestern, Iowa, Purdue, and Illinois all tied for last at 3-7, and seven, but based on tiebreakers, it goes 7th, Northwestern, Iowa 6th, Purdue 5th, Illinois 4th, then Nebraska at third at seven and three, Minnesota at second at nine and one, and Wisconsin at ten and zero, losing the Big Ten championship at first place. And then in the East, we have Rutgers going zero and ten, Michigan State going one and nine, Maryland going two and eight, Michigan going five and five, Indiana going six and four, Penn State going eight and two, and Ohio State going undefeated and winning the Big Ten championship. So yeah. Um, Tell me which format you guys like more. I personally like this one more because I feel like it, I'm able to analyze the teams better. And it cuts down the time. This was 45 minutes. So, yeah. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, quick updates on what else is coming out. The ACC just dropped their schedule, I think, yesterday as I'm recording this. So, another episode about them should be coming out soon. The SEC, actually, at the time I'm recording this, they're coming out with their other cross-divisional rivals in, like, five minutes. So... Stay tuned for that, assuming they drop their full schedule soon. I don't know what the Big 12 is doing. Um, the group of five has yet to release anything, and if you hadn't hear, heard, UConn is canceling their football season. So that's a bummer for them. But, uh, yeah, I'll keep posting episodes as information comes out. So, yeah, with that, I'm your host, Jeffrey Galhoun, recording, as always, from the Center of College Football, signing out.